Hi everyone, my name is Sofia Huerta and I play professional soccer for the OL Reign and you are listening to Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Hello there everybody and welcome to episode 133 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. I am your host as always, Charles Hammaker here uh, with, uh, well, an episode filled with some some team losses, but there are some also... Uh, wins i guess you could say uh in off the field related sort of things here uh for certain teams here and there so with that being said we'll jump into it episode 133 we'll go right to our seahawks section as we always do um jumping right to team notes uh, as the nfl combine took place over the past week so uh, we have a list of the offensive players that Seattle met with, including uh, some local talent. Start with wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, running back Max Borgie out of Washington State, offensive lineman Abraham Lucas out of um, Washington State. Uh, give me one second. Um, Okay, that's important, uh, what I just read, and it will be mentioned later on in the WNBA section, but we're um, still in the Seahawks section here. Uh, so yes, Abraham Lucas, an offensive lineman out of Washington State, Rashid Walker, another offensive lineman out of Penn State, uh, Kate Otten, tight end out of Washington, someone I've spoken with. Uh, Abraham, well, Abram Smith, running back out of Baylor, and then Isaiah Spiller, running back out of Texas A&M. Uh, whenever draft time comes around, it's always that Cougar fans want Cougars on the Seahawks and Husky fans want Huskies on the Seahawks. In this case, yes, I would like to see Kate Otten on the Seahawks. Um, Abraham Lucas, another guy who I think would be really talented um, at that offensive line spot. And, you know, everybody knows we need offensive linemen. Um, so I don't think that would be a, draft, a bad pick. Uh, Isaiah Spiller is a good downhill back uh, who fits the Seahawks style, but I don't see Seattle spitting a high pick anyway. And if, if you do get a running back, it, w- it shouldn't be a high pick anyway. Um, also notes from the combine. Uh, Pete Carroll said that the Seahawks intend to re-sign uh, Pro Bowl safety Quandre Diggs, uh, cornerback DJ Reed, uh, cornerback CJ Reed and Sidney Jones, as well as left tackle Dwayne Brown. Obviously, intent is different than the actuality of the situation. Um, and depending on money, we could see some of those guys not coming back. Uh, I personally like to see all of them back, uh, but that's not always how things happen, especially with the salary cap and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that'll be something to see and uh, continue to monitor as the offseason continues. Uh and then the final note from the combine is that teams continue to make calls about Russell Wilson. Uh, but once again, the Seahawks reiterate uh, that they're not going to be trading the quarterback. So again, um, um, is until he finally comes out and says, I want a trade from Seattle, I will not look at this as a story and it will continue to look like something that, is a non-factor. So I will continue to ignore that. Um, continuing the team notes, uh, former Seahawks Richard Sherman entered his plea deal. The pleads guilty to three misdemeanor offenses. He received a suspended 90-day sentence 
and was credited for two days served behind bars, meaning that he will not serve any additional jail time. So uh, that's what's happening in the realm of team-related news, and I count Sherman in that because of, you know, um, I mean, I, I think he's somebody that we should keep tabs on, right, just because of the impact he's left on the city and the team in the organization. So, um, whoa, as we move over to league-related news, on the third of the month, the Cardinals gave head coach Cliff Kingsbury an extension, signing an extension to the 2027 season uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Certainly an interesting move considering the second half collapses that Kingsbury's teams have seen uh, dating back to Texas Tech. Um, so that is uh, an interesting move, but I'm not going to necessarily complain about it. Uh, and then also on the third, the NFL eliminated COVID testing. In a memo sent to teams, the league declared an end to COVID testing for the 2022 season. So that will be interesting to see as we continue throughout the pandemic here. Uh, and many places are now lifting mass mandates, similar to the state of Washington here. We are lifting mandates, I believe, on the 12th uh, for large outdoor events. On the 4th, uh, race norming changes were approved. A judge approved a plan between the NFL and the players over the league's $1 billion concussion settlement to eliminate racial bias. On the 7th, Kirk Herbstreet uh, will be joining Thursday Night Football. Amazon was finalizing a deal with a college football broadcaster to make him the main Thursday Night Football analyst while he likely stays at ESPN. And the NFL is raising the salary cap. The league increased the cap uh, $25.7 million per team from the last season ahead of free agency. So uh, that should help Seattle out. Uh, just again, it, w- with the way we look at free agency, and we'll look at it in a closer light next week, um, you got to use your money effectively. You got to use it correctly and just make sure that you're, you're doing that properly. Uh, so looking ahead for the Seahawks on March 8th, the deadline to franchise or transition tag players, well, that's the deadline, and that's today. Uh, we've seen many teams use that uh, tra- franchise tag. Seattle has not used that, and I really honestly don't expect them to use it. Um, so I would doubt that we we hear about franchise tag, but it is 1030 in the morning, and we have not heard that be used quite yet. Uh, and the other important date to look at is March 16th. The new league year begins, and that is when free agency opens. So we will have a free agency primer for you uh, next week. Looking ahead here to the Mariners and the MLB lockout, we had hope last week and last Monday night in particular that we would get a deal done and that opening day would be quote-unquote saved, right? Not the case. Um, That self-imposed deadline by the owners was not met. The owners put in a set final offer in air quotes, uh, and the players did not like it. Um, So the... uh, first two series of this uh, season were canceled is the first time in 27 years that baseball will lose regular season games over a labor dispute. Um, It's a big issue because now with the way that things are, the league effectively, as my friend has told me, uh, the league effectively could cancel games through, I believe may that is when the, uh, broadcast partners would start to hurt financially and say, Hey, we need you to actually get things going and get started. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a big issue. Um, maybe we were holding out a little bit too much hope 
with the way that things seem to be going um, late into the night last Monday. Um, but I don't know. It seemed like maybe, maybe, maybe there was some way that this thing would get fixed. Um, March 4th, the union started a lockout fund. The union starts a $1 million fund to help stadium workers and other employees during the lockout. Also on the 4th, the Players Association were reportedly open to a 14-team playoff. The union was willing to talk uh, playoff expansion in exchange for more flexibility on the CBT numbers and other issues. On the 6th, the uh, league and the Players Association were deadlocked on the CBA. An MLB spokesperson says that the union's latest offer went backwards. Uh, Also heard that uh, the Players Union was open to um, larger bases, a implemented uh, pitch clock, and that extended playoff in order to get things, uh, certain flexibility on other things, as we talked about. Um, and then the seventh, the MLB suggested a Tuesday deadline, which is today. Uh, the league feels agreement needs to be reached tomorrow, which is today, uh, for a 162 game season, amongst other things. And I believe it was said that the uh, the league owners said that they would pay the player salary in full if they're able to reach that deadline, which is today. But more than likely what this could be is just like uh, as a bait to get the season underway. It could be like, hey, if you guys get things set up today, we'll get started. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to actually be willing to uh, sort things out. So uh, looking ahead, can't tell you. If we reach a deal today, then we're going to have some things to look forward to. If not, we're still dealing with crap. So the MLB is still in lockout. Uh, this is your time to check out Hom Seattle. Hums has your back in the loving big brother kind of way. Our goal is to change the mental health conversation. Excuse me. One heart at a time. Heading over to our Seattle Sounders here. And as they continue the regular season, they played Real Salt Lake in Rio Tinto Stadium on the road on March 6th, losing that game by a score of 0-1. to one. No player of the game. This was a really odd game because if you didn't watch it, you wouldn't have any idea. But... Um, in the 43rd minute, the game was delayed due to weather, uh, and <laughs> um, the game was delayed due to weather, and both sides were sent inside. Sent inside. Both sides were sent to the locker rooms uh, for the weather delay because of thunder and lightning. Um, long story short, the players well were supposed to come back out around five o'clock. This game started around. Three o'clock Pacific. Players were supposed to come out around five. Lightning strike. Then they didn't come out till they're supposed to delay it till five thirty. Lightning strike. They didn't come out till about six. Uh, so they start back in the forty third minute. They play two minutes to get to that forty five minute mark, and then go back in for normal halftime. They come back out for the second half, and then Seattle gives up a really crappy goal, uh, really close into the second half, and then. That's it. Seattle loses zero to one. They have not won in that stadium since 2011. Uh, yeah, a frustrating day for our Sounders, certainly, and really uh, an eventful one as well. Um, so we look over to injury news. Four players missed that match on the sixth. Josh Atencio, Jimmy Madranda, Raul Ruiz Diaz, and Andrew Thomas were all absent for that game. Uh, and then this game upcoming next, which is actually happening today, against Club Leon in the leg uh, one of the quarterfinal in the CCL. Uh, both Raul Ruiz Diaz and Will Bruin were not, will not be active uh, for that game as well. Uh, in terms of league notes, Bruce Arena set the MLS wins record. The Revolution coach passed the late Siggy Schmidt 
uh, for the most regular season wins in league history. And then Charlotte, Charlotte FC sets a record. The MLS's latest expansion team broke the attendance mark in its first home game with more than 73,000 tickets sold. The Sounders uh, MLS record sits at zero wins, zero losses, zero wins, zero zero wins, zero draws, and two losses. They are tied for last, effectively. Uh, Looking ahead, they have their March 8th matchup versus Club Lyon at 7.06 p.m. That is a CONCACAF Champions League game. It is like one of the quarterfinals. And then March 12th versus the LA Galaxy with a 12.30 p.m. Pacific time start. Seattle looking still for their first win in Major League uh, Major League Soccer, Major League Soccer, yes, uh, this season. Looking over to our Seattle Storm here, nothing directly related to the Storm necessarily. Um, as we head over to league-related notes, the Disney partners uh, will be televising a total of 25 regular season games in addition to the entire postseason for 2022. Uh, ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2 uh, will televise those 25 regular season games and rest of the postseason. Uh, the Storm will have six nationally televised games, four of them being on the road. Um, and then the big, big piece that I uh, paused in the Seahawks section for was that Brittany Griner was arrested in Russia. Uh, we have more details on that, but mainly what's going on, uh, the Star Center for Phoenix was arrested for drug smuggling, quote unquote, at the uh, Moscow airport. It was first reported as vape cartridges, but the uh, latest report we just got from CNN is that it was cannabis oil. Uh, she was detained back in February, and we had not heard anything until this weekend, uh, which is a bit concerning, right? Uh, you know, you don't hear anything for a while, and it's like, hey, what's going on, right? Uh, you wonder what's happening, and when you look at everything, you say, hey, uh, you know, is she okay? What's happening? Uh, so long story short, she was detained back in February. Uh, we just got uh, a headline today uh, about her. Um, is that Griner, uh, there was a photo from a Russian police station where she's just holding up a piece of paper with her name on it. Uh, so it looks like she's fine. Uh, but obviously a picture doesn't tell the entire story. She's still around. Just it's it's a really tough situation with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, obviously. Um, and to see, you know, hey, obviously this transcends way bigger than sports. Um, and at this current moment, she's she's effectively a hostage right now. Um, so uh, thoughts, obviously, to Griner, her partner, uh, and her family. Um, and just hoping that much sooner rather than later that Brittany can be back in the, the U.S. here and not have to worry about that, being in the middle of that sort of thing. Um, so, uh, we look over to Maestro Athletics. Maestro actually just signed uh, Ode alum BJ Malo to a uh, advertising deal. Uh, BJ will have a hmm, BJ will have a line of clothing with the group. The yes, with uh, Maestro, uh, and they're going to have a fashion show. Uh, I believe it said May six. Uh, so that is certainly something to look at. Uh, something to look forward to. Um, yeah, and that, that should be really cool uh, because VJ is a cool guy. Uh, having talked to him, uh, you know, going to a day, uh, just best of luck with him. And I'm excited to see what this, uh, this uh, 
new line of clothing looks like. So uh, looking over to our sale of Kraken here in the regular season, uh, played three games over the past week. March 2nd at home versus the Nashville Predators, winning that game 4-3, to three, so 2-0 and against the Predators. Uh, yes, mm, I believe so. 2-0 uh, and versus the Predators. A player of the game would be forward Colin Blackwell with one goal, one assist, two points, a one plus minus, and three shots on goal. March 5th at the Washington Capitals, losing that game 2-5, to player of the game forward again, Colin Blackwell. One goal, one point, one shot on goal, and two hits. March 6th at the Carolina Hurricanes, a 2-3 to loss. Uh, player of the game, oh boy. Oh yes, Callie Yarncroke. Uh, one goal, one assist, two points, a one plus minus, three shots on goal, one hit, and one block. So Seattle plays some of the better teams in the league there. You know, Nashville, since Seattle gained their first franchise win over the team, um, has, has been a relatively solid team. Uh, Washington's been in the top of the near the top of the rankings for a while, and Carolina, you know, been at the top top of the rankings for a long time as well. And they are a good club. Uh, but perhaps what I'm most excited for uh, with the Kraken is their team news section here. Uh, on March 1st, Ron Francis held a press conference, has several headlines. Uh, the first one being the team will be aggressive in free agency. The second one is that the team is open for business at the trade deadline and that they have to listen to everything. Francis said he has not had any conversations with Matty Beneers yet about joining the team this season, but that the his agents will generally want the player to join the NHL team in order to burn a year off the ELC. The ELC is effectively like uh, service time in baseball. And then also they're looking on a new contract for Jared McCann. Now we'll get to that in a second. On March 3rd, a report came out about Kraken trade rumors. Mark Giordano is as good as gone and is expected to be traded to a contender. And some players are quote unquote, not happy with their situations. Now, March 8th, Jared McCann signed a five-year extension, $5 million annually, $25 million in total. He said, I am very excited to be here. I believe in this city and in this organization. So Seattle signs arguably its best player uh, in his young inaugural season to an extension after many people in the fan base were calling for it. Um, and actually, he just came off of uh, injured reserve. So that's, uh, that's pretty good to see um, and pretty exciting to have. Um, so good, good to have Kanner locked up there and league related news. Chicago named Kyle Davidson as its team general manager. Chicago has had several, uh, personnel changes over the year currently. So another one there in the general manager department, uh, holy fuck. Oh boy, folks. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Adam Schefter is reporting a blockbuster 
After weeks of negotiations and one of the largest trades in NFL history, the Seahawks and Denver Broncos have agreed to terms for a deal involving Russell Wilson. The trade is pending physical and Wilson's approval. Now, this is obvious. <laughs> Fuck. Son of a bitch, man. Obviously, this is a huge deal, and I have no... Oh, God damn it. I wish this was some sick fucking trick. Oh, boy. Great. Great. Just fucking great. Yeah, well, I always worried about the day that we would get breaking news on the goddamn show while I was recording it. This is one of those fucking days. And you're trading the best fucking quarterback and one of the best players in franchise history to Denver. I don't give a fuck who you're getting back from it. This is a big fucking issue. Great. Just great. Great. So now you guys can listen to me as I create this goddamn uh, photo for the goddamn thing. <sighs> for the socials, please follow us on social media. We are active on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That is Instagram circling Seattle sports, Twitter circling sports, uh, and Facebook circling Seattle sports. This is a fucking travesty. What the fuck? Oh, boy. I don't, I don't even know what you want back from Denver. You're going to need a quarterback, and I don't want fucking Drew Locke. Whoa, whoa. Full details are yet to be released. The trade is pending a physical and Wilson's approval. Seahawks. Hashtag Russell Wilson. Hashtag Broncos. That's like Denver Broncos. Hashtag Seattle Seahawks. Hashtag trade. Hashtag NFL. Hashtag football. Man, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I think I'm in shock right now. What do I do? I, you know, I don't even. I'm not mad at. Uh, Uh, this better include like every first round pick in existence. I don't know what to tell you. I just, ah, uh, okay. Sorry. Um, I have to post this because, well, I got to be on time with everything, but I don't know the deals pending a physical pending Wilson's approval. I hope he says no. I hope he says no. I hope he says no. Shit. Fuck. Great. Just great. This has to be a joke. It's not April, Adam Schefter. Son of a bitch, man. God. Well, as my great Uncle Steven would say, bunch of shit. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck.
son of a bitch. I don't know what to do. I do not know what to do. Okay, folks. Well, obviously, going back to it now, we have to go back to our Seattle Seahawks news as Russell Wilson has reportedly been traded to the Denver Broncos. I have no idea what any of this is about. Um, uh, Denver general manager George Patton initiated trade talks with Seattle for Wilson at least two weeks ago. Uh, what what foundation, Adam? Where where we will have the full scope of this entire deal on social media? More than likely, we'll hear about it next week unless we get it while we're recording here. But man, this this is this is incredible. Uh, okay. Well, great. Every week for the past two years, I've been saying if Russell Wilson doesn't come out and say it publicly, I don't believe it until it happens. It happened. It happened. So we're gonna Drew. Fuck. Drew Lark is part of the deal. This is a bad day, folks. This is a bad day. This is a really bad day. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I'll worry about that later. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> our Seattle Kraken considered a 17 wins, 36 loss, five overtime loss record with 39 points, still sitting at eighth in the Pacific Division. Uh, they're looking ahead schedule is March 8th at the Toronto Maple Leafs at 4.30, March 10th at the Ottawa Senators at 4 o'clock, and March 12th at the Montreal Canadiens at 4 o'clock as well. In the overall rain preseason, we head over the rain here. March 5th versus the Portland Thorns with a 0-0 draw in their first preseason game of the year. Uh, no player of the game there as it was hard to watch due to the fact that the game was not streamed, but Ali Watt and uh, Fallon Tullis Choice uh, certainly impressed from what I can understand. Uh, this is the Thorns, Thorns preseason tournament. Uh, in terms of team-related news, on March 2nd, the Rain announced their updated preseason roster. Uh, goalkeepers Claudia Dickey, Laurel Ivory, and Fallon Tullis Joyce highlight that uh, group there. Uh, the Rain held a press conference with Bethany Balser and head coach Laura Harvey, and it was asked about the goalkeeper unit. Uh, by my friend uh, Bella Munson, Bella asked this question, and Harvey had to say that... Um, the ooh, got a sneeze. Oh, damn, sneeze is stuck in there. This is terrible. This is the second worst news of the day. Uh, that the club was intentional about the goalkeepers that are on the roster. Uh, defenders Lauren Barnes, Ryan Brown, Alana Cook, Madison Hammond, Sam Hyatt, Sophia Huerta, Alyssa Melanson, Jimena Lopez, Fubi McLaren, and Sinclair Miramontes. Sinclair Miramontes all uh, finish out the defenders on the midfielders part. uh, Angelina, Olivia Athens, Marley Canales, uh, Jess Fishlock, Rose Lavelle, Quinn, Olivia Vanderyat, and Nikki Stanton all highlight the midfielders uh, group. And then up front in the forwards, Bethany Balser, Zanette Kajan, uh, Ziara King, Veronica Latsko, uh, Megan Rapino, and Ali Watt all highlight... uh, 
Yeah, everybody's getting the news about Russell. My friends that have been part of the uh, Circling Shell Sports podcast are now seeing the news. I'm just going to let you guys know, yes, it's real. And I got it live on air, and we're live on air right now. Uh, so you can hear about it later uh, with all the swear words I said. Um, yeah, everybody's seeing that now. Um, okay. Uh, so, yes, you, you see there uh, that a certain goalkeeper is missing from the updated roster that had been on it previously. Uh, we'll continue in the, the news here, though. On March 3rd, the league announced the 2022 NWSL Challenge Cup broadcast schedule. I will just go down the list here. March 18th versus the Portland Thorns, 7 o'clock on Paramount Plus. For a reminder, Paramount Plus is a $5 per month uh, viewing service, and they hold all the NWSL games. They should hold all the NWSL games, an exception to a few here and there. March 26th versus Angel City, a 1 o'clock game uh, on Paramount Plus. April 2nd versus Portland, 7 o'clock on Paramount. April 14th versus San Diego, 7 o'clock on Paramount. April 17th versus Angel City on CBS Sports Network. April 23rd versus San Diego, uh, 7 o'clock on Paramount+. Plus. And then also on the 3rd, the team announced the permanent transfer of Cosette Morche. Morche uh, has been playing with GPSO 92 Issy uh, in a French division, and she will be permanently transferred there uh, to France. Kind of a sucky move. Uh, I was a fan of Cosette. We got to interview her uh, for the Seattle interview series. Um, and I was thinking that she would potentially get the uh, starting job when she comes back from her loan, but obviously that will not be the case. Uh, so that's, yeah. Uh, in league-related news, Cindy Parlow Cohn was re-elected. Cohn is back as the U.S. Soccer Federation president, winning the election against Carlos Cordero. Uh, and then Delta. Delta Airlines became the official airline and travel partner of the NWSL. Just wish that sort of thing would happen with the WNBA, with what uh, we were able to tell you last week with the controversy around the New York Liberty um, and... Uh, the quote-unquote potential of the franchise being uh, funny with the potential of uh, hmm. what was I going to say? Oh yeah, with the potential one of the potential um, see my brain's wrecked the potential, oh yeah, the potential punishments of uh, that being the quote-unquote termination of the franchise, which I think is complete bogus. Uh, Looking ahead for the rain, uh, they continue their Thorns preseason tournament, finishing it out this week. It's a game March 8th versus the Chicago Red Stars at 5 o'clock and March 11th versus the U.S. Women's National Team, under-23 team uh, at 5 o'clock as well. Uh, moving over to our Seattle Seawolves here, March 4th versus the NOLA Gold, losing that game 24-25. to no player of the game, sadly. This was the MLR game of the week. It was on Fox Sports 2. Um, I do not have enough coffee in the day for this day. Oh. Um, it was a tough game. It came down to the final whistle uh, late, late in the game. Um, Seattle was uh, gave up a penalty kick to... Uh, to Nola, so Nola made it a twenty-four to twenty, a twenty-five to twenty-four game. 
Uh, Seattle was able to, well, that was the thing too. Nola came out of the gates and got three penalty kicks within 11 minutes. So they come out and quick punch in the face and like, Hey, what's going on? Um, Uh, Seattle wasn't able to get any there were no tries until the second half Seattle didn't get any tries until uh, later in the second half and then Seattle was after that penalty kick to put Nola up Seattle was looking to um, get another try going uh, they were on they were near the try line but Nola held strong got a goal line stand effectively um, and was able to, to to hold them off and get their first one of the season um, doing so against a Seattle team that had started out three and out so unfortunate there and, and a little bit frustrating. Uh, in the team-related news section, March 3rd, the team signed two players, hooker August Augusto Bohm, who is a Chilean national team member. Uh, he's a former Selknam player. Uh, he's 24 years of age, and he is making – he already made his MLR debut with Seattle, uh, signing through 2023. Uh, the team also signed fly half Jared Whippy. Uh, he was a national champion with BYU. He played with the Utah Warriors for four years and signed through 2022 uh, at 31 years of age. Um, it's actually kind of funny. I was walking off the field the other day after the game, and I walked right by Mr. Whippy. I said, hey, you're Jared Whippy. And I said, uh, welcome to Seattle. I hope it treats you well. Um, the team record sits at three and two. The Seawolves are third in the Western Conference. Uh and they have 15 points currently. Looking ahead, the Seawolves have a March 12th matchup at the Houston Sabercats with a 5 p.m. start time. Uh, just for reference, Houston sits at fourth in the West with 11 points. So uh, you're looking at a team here where it's like, hey, you've lost two games in a row. You don't want to gain, you don't want to lose too much traction in the Western Conference. Um, Moving down to UW news uh, in college football news, the NCAA approved some rule changes. The rules committee announced measures addressing targeting penalties uh, could not agree on in-game changes to faking injuries though. Um, so there is that in terms of, in terms of basketball related news, the men's team continuing their season uh, March 3rd versus Oregon winning that game 78 to 67 two players of the game here. Number one, Terrell Brown Jr. with 25 points, three rebounds, and four assists. Put in the game number two, small forward Emmett Matthews Jr. with 25 points and six rebounds. And then finishing out the regular season on uh, senior night versus uh, Oregon State on the fifth, winning that game by another score of 78 to 67. Put in the game Terrell Brown Jr. with 24 points, three rebounds, three assists, going 12 for 14 from the field. Um, so the Huskies finished out the regular season with a record of 16 and 14. They're seventh in the Pac-12. Looking ahead, their next game is the Pac-12 tournament. The first round of that, March 9th versus number 11 seeded Utah. Utah, well, no, UW is ranked number six. Uh, in terms of the women's uh, season, they played in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament against Colorado on the second, losing that game 52 to 64. Player of the game would be center Nancy Mulkey with 11 points, seven rebounds, and one assist. So the Husky women's team uh, season is over, and we will have a, uh, a recap for you next week. Uh, in terms of team-related news, the Pac-12 awards were announced. The All-Pac-12 team featured two honorable mentions for our Huskies, Nancy Mulkey and Haley Van Dyke, and the All-Defensive team, uh, two honorable mentions as well, Nancy Mulkey and Haley Van Dyke. So the Huskies uh, finished the season with a 7-16 and record and sat at 12th in the Pac-12. 
I'm getting a bunch of texts about things. Yes, I know. Everybody is hitting me about it now. I knew about it already. I'm just getting everybody. Hey, what happened? I don't, I don't, I don't. I hate this. Um, in terms of baseball news, uh, UW played a four-game series against Yale, starting out on March 4th versus Yale, a 4 nothing win. Uh, play of the game center fielder McKay Barney, going two for four with a run and an RBI. March 5th versus Yale, losing that game 7-8 to eight in 10 innings. Play of the game catcher Johnny Tincher with going three for four, two runs and five RBIs. The other game on the 5th uh, versus Yale, winning that game 7 to nothing. Play of the game designated hitter Johnny Tincher, going two for four with three RBIs on a walk and then play the game. Well, March 6th versus Yale losing that one zero to one. Uh, so the Husky record now sits at seven and I think they're seven and five now. Um, they sit at ninth in the pack 12. Their upcoming schedule is March 8th versus Seattle U and then March 11th, uh, 12th and 13th all at Utah softball played in the UNLV tournament over the past week. Um, mm, I see. Uh, March 4th versus New Mexico State, winning that game 14-3 to in five innings. Play of the game, third baseman slash second baseman, Bailey Klingler, going two for three with two runs and seven RBIs while adding a walk. March 4th versus Houston, losing that game four to five in eight innings. Play of the game, right fielder, Madison Husky, going one for four with one run and three RBIs. That game could come back to hurt Washington in the standings. Uh, March 5th versus Houston, winning that game 10-4. to Play of the game, third baseman, Bailey Klingler, going three for four with two runs and three RBIs. Uh, March 5th at UNLV winning that game six to one and then wrapping up the uh, weekend with March 6th versus New Mexico State winning that game 14 to nothing Uh, so good rebounds there but that Houston game could hurt in the standings later on when it comes down to uh, tournament time um So the Husky uh, Huskies now sit nationally, I think, at seventh. They could have changed though. They're thirteen, no, fifteen and five. Uh, they sat a tenth in the Pac-12 last time I checked. 
Their upcoming schedule is March 8th versus Robert Morris at 6 o'clock. That is the first home game of the year for the Huskies. And then they go on to excuse me, play the Colorado State Inventational March 11th versus Northern Colorado at 11.30. March 11th at Colorado State at 2 p.m. Uh, March 12th at Colorado State at 2 o'clock. And then March 13th versus Northern Colorado at 8 a.m. Uh, no men's soccer news, but there's women's soccer news. Uh, graduating Husky Jessica Cowart signed with a pro team in Turkey. And then we do have a spring schedule update. I didn't get the full thing last time. Uh, April 9th versus University of Idaho at 12. April 23rd at Gonzaga, 1 o'clock. April 30th uh, to be determined. May 14th versus Seattle Pacific at 6 o'clock. And then May 22nd versus Eastern Washington at 2 p.m. That is your Seattle sports news for the week from the best coverage and all-around coverage of uh, Seattle sports, whether that be pro sports, Seahawks, Mariners, Storms, Sounders, Kraken, Seawolves, Rain, uh, or nine UW Husky teams. Uh, yeah, this is certainly an interesting one. Uh, one of the bigger days in Seattle sports history, and not in a good way. Uh, and we got it live on air. So if you stayed for the whole thing, I appreciate you. Uh, I don't know. Have, I don't have anything else to say. I have a lot of things to catch up on now. And I'm frustrated. So with that being said, we will see you next week. Uh, we've got some important things coming. Uh, Seahawks free agency. Uh, we'll have the full scope of the deals uh, when that comes around. But if you want to say more on top of that in real time, follow us on Instagram, Circling Seattle Sports, Twitter, Circling Sports, Facebook, Circling Seattle Sports. We are much more up to date than our weekly episodes. With that being said, uh, we appreciate you tuning into the best and most all-around coverage of this uh, Seattle sports. Uh, we'll see, see you next week, man. God damn it. Baba Booey.